Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, I reckon every year you could write a book on the Warriors season. Uh, this week in itself would be one hell of a big fat chapter, wouldn't it? It started on Monday night when we heard across the ditch that Nathan Brown was reluctant to move to New Zealand with the team. Then Tuesday rolled around and by that afternoon it was announced that Brown was gone and that club legend Stacey Jones was stepping up to his role of head coach in the interim. Plenty of questions around the performance and the culture of the club still linger though. Perfect timing to launch a new rugby league show on SENZ. Running It Straight made its debut yesterday to talk about the wild week that's been. Uh, Tony Kemp joins us, the host of the show. Uh, Kempy, uh, good morning again. Thanks for taking the time out to uh, add a little bit to this. Stacey Jones, of course, uh, stepping up. Uh, do you feel like uh, he's a, a lamb to the slaughter? Do you get the impression he feels like it's just something that he had to do to you know to step in? Oh, Morena Smithy. Yeah, look, I, I think we need to realise that... Um, it's the trump card that's been played by Cameron George and Mark Robinson and putting Stacey Jones into this position after Nathan Brown's um, dumping of the as Warriors coach. And we've got to be really careful that, you know, Stacey Jones is, um, and the status that he holds in the game in New Zealand isn't affected by um, the next 12 rounds in the, in the, in the Warriors head coaching role. So uh, I feel for him, uh, having been in a similar position, but... You know, like Stacey said, you know, he 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 wanted to to help the club out. He, you know, there wasn't a hell of a lot more they could do. Uh, he's looking forward to the challenge ahead, and he knows what that challenge is, Smithy. Um, mm. So, you know, I don't see too much changing um, in the interim, other than Stacey probably having the respect of the players and and hopefully getting a bit of a bit of effort on them uh, each Sunday. Okay, so that leads to me to, uh, I think, quite a, an important question. Will they play for him, Kempe? Will they play for him? Where we're told, you know, time and time again by Nathan Brown, they just didn't seem to want to be out there. They didn't want to compete. What convinces you they will play for Stacey Jones, the man? Yeah, look, I think there were some underlying um, issues at the at the club with respect to the, the playing group and, and Nathan and the coaching staff. Um the reason why I say that they, they probably will want to play with Stace is that the pressure valve uh, having a coach removed is sort of released a little bit and and the players now can sort of go out there knowing that the coaching issue is done and uh, they'll put their put their best foot forward for Stace. And the other part of that too is that you know Stace is totally different than Nathan Brown. Uh, straight away this week he's brought in some old boys, you know Kevin ba- Kevin Campion. He spoke to us on running it straight as our as our guest and said that having someone like Kevin who, who identifies with the jersey and can bring some identity back to that jersey is is really important for him because he, he thinks that the effort just hasn't been there. So um, we're not talking about Stacey Jones as a long-term solution at the club. I think he's part of the, the structure moving forward. But, you know, his main role here is to get them through 
I guess the issues that the club have suffered over the first uh, 13 rounds and as, as head coach or interim head coach, you've got to remember that that's the, the title that he has. Um, it's about rolling with the punches, Smithy. It's a really hard position mm-hmm. to take up. And, and for me, I'm not expecting anything on the football field too drastic to change because what we've seen over the 13 weeks, there's a lot of issues that they need to sort out. Okay, let's uh, look at one, and it's coming via text actually, Kempe, uh, this morning uh, when someone someone found out that you were coming on. They they really wanted to to know this. Uh, I think Stacey Jones, this is their opinion, needs to coach them on just defence initially to get them to go out there and only let two tries and start small with offence. Let them play what is in front of them. What do you think of that theory? Yeah, well, it's hard in offence these days when they have such a structured play with lead runners and sweepers out the back. You know, most coaches offensively um, coach the same structure. It's just the execution from the better spines is why you see the likes of Penrith and Melbourne, Parramatta on top. Um, but you're right around defence. So defence defense starts with attitude. I would move Justin Morgan out of that seat if he's been in charge of it because he's not doing a very good job. Uh, and I, as, a, as an interim head coach, I'd really focus on that because they need to stop the leaking, they need to stop the points and, and, and give, them a, give them an opportunity because they can score points on any given day, um, but the problem is is their defence, Smithy, especially out wide, uh, losing Fanua Blake and Matt Lodge in the middle uh, they've, they've lost some punch You know, last week we saw how easily Manly rolled through the middle uh, and, and the big blokes like um, that played out on the edge just, just waltzed over through their defensive, their tissue paper to defensive line. So if Stace is going to make a massive change, and I know Campo would have something to do with it, it's about the effort uh, defensively. One thing, too, the defence sort of went um, pretty average when Josh Curran was away. He's back this week, uh, although he's starting off the bench. I'm, uh, I'm expecting Josh Curran to tighten up the middle of the park for them. Is the bloodletting finished at the Warriors, people-wise? Is, is there anyone else that should go, do you reckon? A hundred percent. Yeah, no, I don't think the bloodletting's um, finished at all, Smithy. I think, you know, they, they need to they need to sweep a broom through the joint, right through, down through the recruitment. They need to, they need to establish a different recruitment strategy. Um, and they, they, they need to look for a, develop, a development coach. Now, it's really interesting listening to Tim Sheen's talk uh, regarding... You know, head of football and, and the second imaginable Tim Sheens basically said we gave him a we had a review we gave him a shot it didn't work out that's on him you're judged by your results now what we're doing is before November we need to look for a development coach to develop local talent and bring the players through locally and, and build us a, a winning culture on the other side, you have Nathan Brown walk out and you have a CEO saying, oh, no, we've done a really good job. You know, we don't really know who we're looking for. But, you know, um, Stacey Jones is our interim coach. There's such a contrast in the two clubs. Um, I was I was wishing we would have someone like Tim Sheen saying the same thing for the Warriors because that's what we need. We need we need a development person, um, focused coach that can come in and build it from the ground up. Because, you know, we forget about this with this latest uh, rigmarole that's been going on. We forget about the fact that the, the recruitment department was in a mess not that long ago. Well, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> that, that, that's been the biggest, big, that's the biggest problem that the club have. Like, you know, you're papering over the cracks, serious cracks, which have been recruitment. You know, you've got one one bloke leave, you, you bring in full goal for who was really... Um, always looking to go to a, another club and gone to Canterbury. Um, they pull in a, a young bloke out who was an assistant coach 
uh, for Brownie into the, the head recruitment job. Um, but you've got all these people underneath them that really have been, been here for a long time that haven't been able to keep the best talent in New Zealand. Um, so, you know, it needs a, a, a revisit, it needs a refocus, and it, and it definitely needs a developing attitude where the New Zealand side is full with Kiwi players first and foremost. You know, we're not, what we've seen with the problem with the Australian boys not wanting to come to New Zealand and not having positions um, just of players in New Zealand to slot straight into them simply tells you that your development program and your recruitment strategy doesn't, strategy doesn't work. Uh, any top coach in the NRL will tell you you have to develop your own first because that's how you build a successful team. Wayne Bennett came out yesterday talking to Ivan Cleary and said, mate, well, I'm coming to you. You guys are developing the best. You're winning everything. Why wouldn't I come and get your best players? You know what I mean? So that's, that's a new club starting out. We seem to have the same attitude. So if you're Stacey Jones, I'm not sure if he's been given a brief or whether he's to make up his own brief as such. Is his brief to coach these next 12 games with a view towards credibility, um, getting spirit back in, etc. like that? Or is it to coach for the future? In other words, how does he use the the youth that they have recruited, recruited uh, of, of late and how does he mix that going forward? That's, that's a really good question, Smitty. Like, like it's, there's two parts of that question. The first part, I think, is a strategic move by the CEO and the owner to put Stacey Jones in that seat. They had to stop the bleeding. They're coming home on July the 3rd, and no one, is, including me, isn't going to question Stacey Jones and the money that he holds in the game. So well done to Cam George for doing that. But the second part of that question is what does Stacey get to do in the next 12 rounds when he's basically said that, you know, he's not ready to coach this team full-time. Um, it's, it's, it's deja vu for me. It was a similar position that I took up when Daniel Anderson walked out on the club. Uh, we were in bad shape on the football field. There wasn't a hell of a lot you could do. You had to get through them week in, week out. And Stacey Jones, um, in a conversation that I've had with him offline, is it's really important that he puts his flavour across this team straight away and he does things his way. So he's got 12 weeks to, to, to instil, a, I guess, a Stacey Jones way because he can't work with this team mid-season and try and create, I guess, a, a winning premiership team, Smitty. Um, we need to realise that. But what he can do is he can instil the belief and identity that they need when they come home on July the 3rd and to carry with them into the off-season so hopefully a new coach comes in here with a confidence that he does have some good players before the clean-out happens that can start the club. Uh, here's an interesting one for me, uh, and I, I, I'm not sure if they thought about this when, when they appointed Stacey Jones, but uh, ticket sales for their homecoming event. Now, uh, uh, are, they are a, a really faithful bunch, the Warriors supporters. There's no doubt about that. We know that You and I know that because we see the stuff that comes in uh, on text and by phone call to the station. More about the Warriors than any rugby team that I've seen um, in recent recent times. So, um, ticket sales. Appointing Stacey Jones, good move. People will come for Stacey Jones, um, and I think that was quite a, a, a good. Whether they planned that or not, I do not know. But what do you expect then, crowd wise, when they when they do get home? Well, we've been starved of rugby league for near on three years, so you know there's nothing like a, a, a good live game of NRL football, and the Warriors. Um, on all accounts, have four four games that they're bringing back to New Zealand this year. So, I'm you know I, I don't think it's going to affect the crowd too much. I think you know everyone's waiting for the July third game against the West Tigers. Um, if there was an effect, it's probably on the people that travel the furthest. You know that it's it's not going to cost you a um, 
sort of a, a, a huge amount to get into the game, but it will cost you and your family a huge amount to, to come from the provinces to support your team. Um, and that's the problem that they have with so many so many losses coming into this return to New Zealand. And and if they do lose seats, seats that have already been purchased, it's a bit it's probably from the people that tra- are travelling from afar. But well, we should see a decent crowd show up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful it's West Tigers and not the Panthers that we're playing first up. Because uh, you know, if we get a win at home and we do have a stadium that's full, people will remember that and come back for the next one. But if they go on a on a continue to go on a losing um, run, you know, up against the Sharks this week, you know, lose that, um, they've got a couple more weeks before they come home. Then I think the people that are staying outside of Auckland will reconsider whether or not it's worth them with their while spending the money to travel up to Mount Smart. Kempi, would I be drawing a long bow here to say that sometimes the Warriors on the field reflection uh, performance is reflective in their ownership? Has the ownership over the years been checkered or not? Go back to Tainui, Eric Watson, Owen Glenn, Mark Robinson, who just seems to want to be up front and centre. Uh, have we got issues there? Oh, 100%. I think... What the Warriors do. Look, I remember a story, Smithy, when I was coaching the Warriors that um, when Eric had them, he he said he could not buy the advertising that the Warriors gave him through the sports pages and on the front page. So, Mm -hmm. from a purchase, from a businessman, it was a was a wise decision to have, you know, your your investment companies all over the papers um, with the Warriors brand. So, ego plays a massive part in it, and we've seen with the owners that ego is probably at the forefront of anything else um, and at the detriment of this, this side being successful or a legacy being built. Um, how do you measure that? Well, we've had 13 coaches since the inception. You know, you look at the Crusaders, they had four. The Crusaders have won with those four coaches a, 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 a bucket load of titles, yet we've been to two grand finals and we struggle to make the eight every year. Um, there's such a contrasting... Um, view of private ownership and a and a club that's built their own purpose in their own way and I think that you know the sooner we have an owner that realises they're a backroom um, supporter and not someone that overnight becomes an expert in the game and the professional game especially then the sooner this, this club will start to rebuild but if we have someone um, like we said at the moment that thinks they know everything about uh, how the NRL runs and how an NRL club should 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 run from the football department right through to recruitment, uh, we're going to be in for a long haul over the next few years. And just very finally, uh, Kempe, and again, I thank you for helping us out this morning. um, You know, there's a great saying in sport, you're only remembered by your last performance. Do you fear for Stacey Jones if this doesn't go well? Oh, 100%. It's, that's the point that I was trying to make uh, as soon as he was announced. I sent him a text message. He's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, we played together in the New Zealand side. Uh, he played for me when I was coaching the Warriors, and you know, I've always had a lot of time for such a humble little man, the general. And the biggest problem I, you know, I see is that he loses his mana and his status in the game here in New Zealand. Because once you take a banana NRL coach's job, uh, you join the pack. You don't. They don't care who you are, what status you got, and you can measure that again. You look at Wally Lewis. Uh, and players who have been great players for their country and iconic um, figures within the rugby league just get absolutely destroyed on the new the NRL coaches' merry-go-round. I do worry for Stacey Jones. 
Kim P, couldn't have gone to anyone better uh, for those views. Uh, I thank you so much um, for uh, taking the time out to, to help the show out as well. Uh, pleasure, mate. We'll catch up shortly. Thank you. Awesome, Smithy. Great show. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.